0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Living Large and Hard Barbershop Quartet. It's time for Living Large and Hard, for Living Large and Hard. It's time for Living Large and Hard. Welcome to Living Large and Hard. Once again, if you've been here before, if you haven't been here before, welcome to Living Large and Hard. Coming to you from the skybox. Uh, This is part of a series I'm doing of my brushes with fame. It's just, there was, well, some things happened at concerts, so I expected the person who was having the concert to be at the concert. But I did not expect them to see them in the circumstances that I interacted with them. Does that make sense? Kind of does to me. Hopefully it does to you. Uh, The rest of these were all random occurrences. And I was never really starstruck by any of them. But it was just interesting to see people out and about in uh, our world. You know, us plebs. Us lower class. Us nobodies. And to have them rise amongst us. I really don't give a fuck. Anyway. Uh... This is old guard and new guard. These are different people I have run into from uh, that were established for a long, long time in television and newly established in the social media world. And guess which ones were vacuous and idiotic and and morons. And guess which ones you know I didn't even talk to. <laughs> So there you have it. I don't know about the other ones. Uh, anyway, on the old guard front, New York City. You know, a lot of this happens because I spend a lot of time in New York City because I love New York City. So, been there a lot. Um, I was there with my buddy Brooks and we were wandering around, going from place to place, probably from bar to bar, which we used to do a lot of. And... I saw someone looking at something in a window that I was interested in, and this person looked a lot like a bag lady, uh, disheveled, kind of rumpled, um, blobby. And when I went up to look in the window, it turned out that it was Morley safer. Some of you may have no idea who the fuck Morley safer was. Like I said, this is old guard stuff. Uh, Morley Safer was mostly known for being on 60 Minutes for a long, long, long time. 46 years. Longest correspondent on that show. Uh, Like I said, looked just like a fucking bag lady. And um, even from the front, looked like a bag lady that looked like Morley Safer. But it was, you could tell it was him. And I even looked at him, with the Brooks I went, okay is that morley Was he had morley safer Whew. jesus um so uh, another one with a long long history on television mostly known for segments that he would do called on the road it's charles corralt and i used to like watching the on the road segments they were on cbs sunday morning um don't know where else they'd show up. I think they'd show up on the news occasionally, CBS News. And being one who would wake up with hangovers quite often on a Sunday morning, I would watch CBS Sunday morning. Guess the network. Guess what day? Guess what time of day. Um, so i just flip it on and watch it. And there was a lot of these um, episodes that he would do on the road, interacting with interesting people who were you know, normal people. So anyway, I'm crossing the street in New York. I I believe it was an avenue. And and there's Charles Corral. And he's got his hand up for a cab. And I just wanted to wander over and tell him how much I enjoyed the the on-the-road segments that he did. And uh, right then, a cab was pulling up. And I can... Continue to pace, to head on over to tell the guy how much I enjoyed his show. And he looked at me like he was going to stab me in the fucking throat with whatever he could find. Now, I'm going to assume that the guy wasn't a total dick, although he could have been, and he just thought I was trying to, you know, boost his cab. But he may have been a total dick. Now, another one of the um, old-school, old-line dudes... <laughs> It was Dick Cavett, he had a talk show. And it was, you know, it wasn't lame like the Mike Douglas show and it wasn't um, glitzy glamorous like Merv Griffin or whatever that was. I didn't really watch any of them, but Dick Cavett was at least somewhat cerebral and would have guests on that were um, a little, a little more cerebral as well. And I was waiting in line the first time to see David Letterman. When he moved, when he got bounced off getting the Tonight Show by that backstabbing bastard Jay Leno, and he went to New York, I realized that that uh, waiting list that I think was at three years for his show when he was out west, when he moved to New York, was gonna be much, much shorter. So I mailed away for it. I think he had a call, he had a call and he just left a message. And uh, lo and behold, I got tickets. And the tickets were for before the show was going to be on the air. And I thought, what the fuck is this? It was called Shakedown Show Number 2. So it was the second one they did in the Ed Sullivan Theater. (laughs) And um, they did everything, just like a regular show. They had fake commercial breaks and all that good stuff. Um, Waited outside for a long time it was you know first come first serve and uh ended up sitting right behind if any of you were Lerman fans like I was for a long 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 time I think it was a 15 year anniversary they were doing the highlights and I went you know what last five years it kind of been the same shit as the last you know the previous 10. So I I never used to miss a show. I would tape it like literally tape it with the VCR and this VCR weighed as much as a six-year-old child and the top would pop up you put the tape in and the remote was remote but it was wired to push like stop start stuff like that and it had the two dials uh, uh two through 13 and then UA- UHF I even I can't remember how you even set the fucking time might have been like an egg timer with a string or some shit Anyway, never missed a show, but then I got to go to the show and get there. If you remember the show, there was a monitor that he would look at with a clock on it. So ended up sitting right behind that fucking thing between, between me and Letterman in like, I think it was second or third row, was this fucking clock monitor thing for most of the show. So the next time I got tickets, I was like, fuck, I'm not getting up front not happening, because I'm no I'm going to get screwed, and the Ed Sullivan Theater is very, very wide, and, but very shallow, so there, there are no bad seats. So I took my time, got there, you know, cool guy, waited, and they came out and said, we need seven people, we need seven people, and I went, holy fuck, we can be on, we're going to be on a segment, let's go, let's go, and so me and the second ex, Mrs. Living Large and Hard, we went, we went, that's us, and they took us, and they took us in, and they sat us, I was in the same fucking seats. They didn't need anyone for a segment. I guess they just... (laughs) I guess everyone else figured out they no one wanted to sit there unless they suckered you into sitting there. So anyway, check down show number two. Waiting outside, uh, second time. As I'd said, this is... They'd done the show. And uh, lo and behold, who comes out? David Letterman. And uh, I'll get back. To, I'll, I'm gonna reap I'm gonna, you know, bring that one up again. But working the line, like just walking in the line, like what is this? What's going on? Uh, who is this for? What's going? On? Oh, who are you? Where are you from? Dick Cavett. Man, is he short? He he must be like four eleven and three quarters. Little short guy. Um. Still looks exactly like Dick Cavett. And uh, just working the line. I I, I found it. Implausible that he did not know that that was a Letterman show. Um, and I think he just wanted to work the line. Is my guess. When I went to Michigan State, um, used to ride my brontosaurus. When I went to Michigan State that one year, um, I was going between classes and uh, there was Geraldo Rivera when he was a very, very young, very hip um, reporter. He had mutton chops and, you know, mustache, and he was dressed all cool. And I don't know, I can't remember what he was on campus for. And back then he was a cool dude, not the um, right-wing knucklehead that he is now. So there's that, there's Morley Safer, Charles Corral, Dick Cavett, Geraldo Rivera. Stellar, stellar names in the old-school world of um, broadcast television and news. I guess you can call Dick Cavett newsworthy because he would have people on that were in the news or, or well-known um, newsworthy people about the news. So it's kind of newsy, if you know what I mean. Now, at uh, the New Guard, these social media... Muppets. They're named Nikki and Gabby. N-I-K-I and G A B I. And they have 9.6 million followers on YouTube. And together they have six million on Instagram. Uh, they're 25. They're 25 now. When I met them would have been almost three years ago. And what, how I met them was they rented my house, the mini mansion, when I had it on Airbnb because I was going fucking broke and I had no other way to um, earn, earn money except to rent my house out, which, which worked out well because I didn't have to get another full-time job to cover expenses. didn't work out well because people are assholes. I met some very nice people. Uh, met a lot of assholes. Did have a murder there. If you have not listened to the Murder at the Mini Mansion box set, two people got shot in my living room on a New Year's Eve. And no, I was not there. It was rented out. So you can go and look up that episode. Now it's all in one episode. It was three that I combined. So that's kind of asshole behavior, you know, having a party where people get killed in someone else's living room. Do that, do that in your own home, you know? Less for me to clean up. So anyway, these guys rented my place. Guys, these women rented my place. And um, they just, man, a lot of attitude. Lot of fucking attitude for little tiny people. I mean, I thought Dick Cabot was, was small. These people made Dick Cabot look like uh, a Sasquatch. Little tiny women. Real um dumb just flat out dumb. Uh please when you're done can you leave the keys through that mail slot? Excuse me, through that mail slot when you're done, put the keys through there. Hmm right there that I'm pointing at that mail slot when you lock the door, put the keys back through there. Oh okay. Where were the keys when they left? Well, the door was unlocked, and the keys were on the mantle. Thanks. Um, I'll I'll throw a a link up to their YouTube videos, to their YouTube channel, at Living Large and Hard on Facebook. Living Large and Hard is also on Instagram. I'm on there mostly. That's just uh, me taking pictures of stuff that I come across that I think are amusing. Beautiful, entertaining, or none of the above. Just fucking felt like it. So these damn dopes um, were at my place, and just oh, they showed up six hours. No, was it six, six and a half, six and a half hours late? I well, would we'll be there at four. Okay, I'm gonna have to really hustle to get the place ready because I have other people coming, you know, that are leaving that day. So. Once I get off work, I'll, I'll run right over there and get that ready for you. Because I care about you as one of my customers. And I know you won't fuck me by. Oh, we're going to be there at probably, we're running a little late. We'll be there about five. Oh, you know, we're, we're just, my, my sister's not ready yet. So this is at like 6.30. So we'll be leaving soon. Okay. And then he showed up after 10. So that that made me really. I love it. I love waiting in my own house for someone else to show up, because I can't do all the shit that I would do in my own house, like watch porn and things like that, on the 75 inch TV in fake 3D. But let's keep that between ourselves. Um, I had to like I had to sit in the fucking living room and just wait. But which one was it, Gabby? The, the really, really messed up one. Um, like I said, these, these ladies are 25. They both had plastic surgery. Nikki not so much. You could tell it's just a bit, but still, I have any. You're 25. Um, but Gabby's had a lot. And uh, it shows. So Gabby started uh, an OnlyFans page which is where people pay you a monthly subscription and tips for photos. It's used a lot for pornography. Um, it's used a lot for softcore, things like that. So what she did, which caused national attention, not that any of you probably heard about it because it's among people who run into that kind of stupid shit and get outraged by this kind of thing. But she... Uh, posted something about, I can't keep my panties on. And for $3, you could go to her OnlyFans page and see what that was about. Are you intrigued? I know I would not have been. So what it was, uh, she had a video from when she was a kid that her father shot. And there's speculation about how old she was, but she was definitely a a child from what I've heard. I didn't see it, don't care to see it. Main guest was around five or six years old, and she's dancing around, and someone asks a question. She goes, "I can't keep my panties on," and pulls her skirt up. And nobody was clear whether what was under there was exposed or not. But anyway, there was a lot of screaming about, you know, child porn, and rightly so, and uh, baiting people. Two child porn, and she got kicked off OnlyFans, which was tragic, and her sister's, you know, whoa, that's a horrible thing for the family. Oh, God, give me a fucking break. So that's what's come to, Uh, 25-year-old knuckleheads with 10 million followers, when back in the day you'd have someone like Morley Safer who was on one show for 46 years. I guess he could've used some plastic (laughs) plastic surgery, because, I mean, at the end he wasn't looking too swell. But, anyway. So that takes us uh, from the old guard and the new guard. I've, I've done sports. More of them coming up are going to be um, New York City moments. Like people who I think of quintessentially being New Yorkers that I ran into. Who are also at least somewhat famous. Um, quite a few from the music world. Some from... Acting, television, other television, not, you know, fossils. And uh, there was a couple other incidents that were rife with celebrity sightings. I just happened to be in those places at those times to see a lot of people that are, are or were famous. So I'll throw up a link to Nikki and Gabby's Idiocy. I mean, it's worth watching just to see what 10 million people will subscribe to and the vacuousness of it. Um, Makes me wonder about the world. Nah, not really. I don't give a fuck. The world's always changing. Everything's always different. So anyway, thanks for listening. I deeply appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, did that sound sincere? How about this one? Thanks for listening. I deeply appreciate it appreciate it. It means a lot to me. I can go on living now. Um, as always, we're high above Route 309 here in Allentown, Pennsylvania in the skybox. Uh, let's listen some traffic on the way out. Remember, Living Large and Hard is on Facebook. All these episodes get popped up there if you don't listen on SoundCloud. Any podcast platform that you listen to This show is probably there. If not, let me know, and I'll get it put on there. But I haven't really come across any yet. And um, Instagram is, like I said, more like just me with my weird way of looking at things, looking at things weirdly. And you might get a chuckle out of it. Wouldn't that be lovely? (laughs) Anyway, bye.